Hello, hello, and welcome to Here We Are Today. This is Betsy, and this is the Here We Are Today podcast. The almost daily or every other daily uh, podcast about the joys and the challenges of the human experience from my life experience and my experience of coaching and working with hundreds of people. And I would call this show experimental. It's a, it's a very... Um, it's got a lot of shows for being experimental, right? It's an ongoing personal creative, but mainly service-oriented project where my hopes is that by coming on here, I can provide you with some sort of regular cadence of stories, perspective, insights that may connect with something in you that hopefully provides you with some level of encouragement, support, and... Um, maybe getting even more of your own information about what's appropriate for you. So also it's fun. So thanks for being here. Here we are today. Hello, hello, hello to eleven twenty-two, everyone. It is Friday the 11th. This is Betsy. Here we are today. The moon is almost full. Well, maybe another five more days. I'm getting a lot of moonlight at night, which I absolutely love. And uh, how are you doing today? It's Friday. Right here, it's 2.30 Pacific time. So if you're East Coast, you're 5.30 Friday. And, um, you know, here where I live, the weather's been getting a little bit nicer. I mean, it's been in the 70s the last couple of days. So I've sat in the sun a little bit soaked in soaked in that sun and get the vitamin d rolling and um i was thinking about this mystery in my neighborhood and i wonder if you can help me solve it i'm serious all right so here's the background so we moved into this house uh in december and what we noticed is on thursday afternoons near to our house uh, at a certain time in the late afternoon, there are several cars that come and park and go up to one of our neighbor's houses. And they come out. And each car that we've ever seen, one person comes out and they have a brown paper bag. The brown paper bag is very... Uh, uniform. It's, it's, it's looks like a large, little bit larger than a regular lunch sack brown bag. And it looks like it's filled two thirds. It doesn't seem like it's puffing out far. Like it's like a, it's not like a bag full of cherries. Okay. It's more kind of straight up and then it's rolled at the top and the people come out carrying it either with one hand or with two hands. And we started noticing this after we moved in and then, and then it's, we started realizing, oh, this is every week on this, this, this specific day at this time, people start coming around. Now, when you live in California, I mean, if you live anywhere, but if you live in California, there's often people that have like fruit trees or like, I helped to solve a local crime mystery. Maybe that's another episode. <laughs> I've solved multiple local crime mysteries. Hate to brag. Um, you know, I met this woman and we were part of solving this local crime uh, that we witnessed and we were solving, you know, basically recovering 
the top piece of a Mazda Miata that somebody had thrown into their yard. That's part of the crime mystery. And uh, we connected and I went around to say to her, oh, I saw the people who threw this in your yard. And she said, well, where does it belong? And I said, it looks like this car over here. Anyway, she ended up saying, hey, wait right there. And she goes back and she brings us this huge bag of pomelos. Now, of course, we thought it was from, she was growing them, but she buys them at the farmer's market. <laughs> they were so good. Her name's Lisa. And, you know, you might think, oh, they have extra lemons or this, they put it out on next door, like come by and pick up something at my house, right? And it, it doesn't seem to be produce, far as I can tell. The, the people who come are all middle-aged men, except I saw one woman yesterday, okay? But all mostly middle-aged. When I say middle-aged men, I mean like men in their 50s and 60s, like only. I, I haven't seen anyone outside of that kind of description. Um, I'm only sharing that information because I think like, well, what is it? I mean... You might be asking, well, why are you so curious? I'm curious. I'm a curious person. Do I think it's illegal? Maybe. I think it might be. Um, and so I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll ask somebody. And then I said, Betsy, stop. This could be something that's really private. So I thought, okay, how do I ask? Okay, why would I want to ask still if it's private? Well, if it's like a cool thing, like, hey, if the, somebody across the street is making like the best banana bread in all of the South Bay area. I want to get in on this. I want to be getting over as long as it's gluten free. I don't need gluten. Um, I want to get in on it. So that's the part of me that's curious. Like I, you know, is it something that we could get every week? That might be really great. I'm starting to think that maybe not, but uh, there was a, there was a guy who got out of his car last week on that specific day at that time and I wasn't that far away from him. And I thought, are you going to ask him? Like, is this rude? Is it, I I can't help myself. I'm so curious. Well, I didn't ask him. Yesterday, I saw a woman coming back out of that neighbor's house to her car, which is parked right in front of my house. And I was coming out with my dog. And I just said, excuse me. Now, you might be cringing. I don't know how you respond to this. You might be thinking, Betsy, you're being ridiculous. Or this is none of your business. Or... Of course you have to ask. It tells us a lot about your personality, your reaction to this, so you can learn something about yourself. Maybe your reaction is something you already know about yourself. But I said, excuse me. Um, I just, I noticed the number of people coming over here to pick up, and I'm just very curious what it is. And I could tell right away that she was uncomfortable. <laughs> And she started to respond. But keep in mind, this is all happening in like milliseconds. She starts to respond. And I say, oh, unless it's private. Totally. And then before I can even say more, she goes, yeah, it's private. And then right then I just thought, I just want to curl up into a hole, you know, uh, because now I feel very embarrassed because now I've, 
I I like to think of myself as <laughs> this might sound disconnected to the whole first several minutes of this episode. So I like to think of myself as respectful of privacy. <laughs> really? I can't, I can't let it go. I'm really curious. So I'm trying to balance this very strong curiosity with my integrity of being respectful of people's privacy, which you can see is very, it's now it's that's being challenged that balance. So she says, yeah, it's private. And I said, Oh my goodness. Okay, absolutely. And I start moving my hands like this, like, don't worry about it. I'm waving my hands. No, that's okay. And I'm a little bit back from her, right? Cause she's got her mask and I've got my mask and we're distance. And I said, Oh no, yeah, all good. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean to impede on your privacy. You know, I just kept, I just was like, no need to tell me. And I paused my whole little speech. And then she's like, well, because, and then I start realizing that she's going to start talking and then maybe she's going to share something she doesn't want to. So I just say, oh no, 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 that's okay. That's okay. It's all good. It's private. It's all good. And then I turned and went in and I let my wife know, no, I did not find out yet what is in the brown paper bag. And we really only have one theory, which is, is there some kind of like, well, I'm not going to tell you my theory. I wonder what your theories are. Can you message me? If you know me, will you text me or DM me, uh, DM me what you think it might be and, or DM me and say, back off. This is none of your business. That's fine. Um, I did meet that neighbor once. And when I see him again, I probably just ask him, um, say what's going on. Now, have I considered calling the police? I'm pausing, which might make you think, yes. No, I no, I I don't consider calling the police. The only reason I thought about talking to the police was maybe they'd tell me what it is. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm not about to call the police. And by the way, I don't I don't really call the police like that. I I have emailed with the police. That will be for another another episode um but what's going on in your neighborhood do you, do you notice what's happening do you notice the rhythms what's moving who's it what's happening i mean i love getting to know my neighbors we've been really close with all our neighbors and all the places we've lived um jen and i together over the last many years some of our closest friends are, are people that are neighbors and um Speaking of neighbors, I went to the dentist this morning and I was walking up to the door and I hear behind me, oh, we have the same dentist. And here comes my, one of my old neighbors at, at one of the places we've lived in town here. And, um, we had appointments at the exact same time. It makes it sound like a really small town where I live. I guess it is kind of, but, um, that was funny. So we got to chit chat and just kind of catch up it while we sat there in the waiting area. We were also there on the way out and I felt like telling him that he scheduled his next appointment first. And I felt like saying, okay, well, whenever he's coming back, I'll come back. But we love our neighbors. So what are you curious about? I mean, you know, sometimes there's a, there is a difference between, I, I think I've talked about this in an episode, but you know, this might be your first time listening. So, you know, who cares if I've talked about it before, right? Um, but there's a huge difference between like a consuming generosity, like this kind of generosity 
generosity, this kind of curiosity that I have. I mean, consuming curiosity, not consuming generosity. I just want to know, like, it's a part of me just wants to like consume the information for my own sense of curiosity, interest, entertainment, um, satisfying this part of me that just feels like it wants to know the part of me that feels like I'm missing out on something, or maybe there's something cool we could be buying every week from my neighbor. I don't know, but that's more of a consuming. It's more about me. There's another type of curiosity that I, I really appreciate, which is a generous curiosity. None of my curiosity about my neighbor or the going down is a generous curiosity. But I think that that's the kind that is the most nurturing in relationships or in our communication. So the difference is there's a person that you're talking to and they, they bring up, um, they bring up that they saw their ex out and about. Okay. The consuming curiosity was, Oh, what did they look like? What were they, you know, what was the deal? Were they with someone? You can tell in the tone of my voice, like that's a consuming curiosity. That's about me wanting to know about what you saw, right? If you say, oh, I saw my ex out and about, a generous curiosity is one that aims the arrow outwards towards your friend, who's your main primary source of care. So they say, oh, I saw my ex, da, 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 da. Then I pause and I, and I, and I look at my friend and I say, oh, and I'm lit. I'm, I'm trying to clock, like, how are they feeling about it? And I say, well, how are you feeling about that? And they say, oh, well, they, I don't know. I mean, I, they were with this person and I don't know who this person is. Yeah. And then just listening, like, how do you feel? What do you need? Uh, do you want to talk about it, process it, right? So I think that that main difference between that consuming curiosity is kind of like where the focus of attention is. Like my focus of attention about my neighbor is just like, what the F is going on over there, everybody? <laughs> um, and just that I like to think of my, oh, here's another reason I'm so curious about my neighbor that we sometimes consume is that it has a lot to do with my identity as somebody who I'm using air quotes, knows a lot and can figure things out and can kind of guess what's happening or like, you know, I, I love crime, uh, like solving shows, not, not ones that see now we're getting down this rabbit hole. I like the problem solving that goes along with solving mysteries. And so therefore there's some, some types of approaches to storytelling around crime solving that I really do like some, I don't because it seems gratuitous or, um, and that's another thing is that consuming curiosity can often be gratuitous. There's, there's extra pieces of information that are like scary or, you know, that, that make our adrenaline rush. That's more about kind of our own sense of entertainment than, than it is the generous curiosity. And I have to say that, you know, 
in a situation that might be appropriate to have this kind of consuming curiosity where it's like, I want to know, and it's very personal to me and I want to consume this information and there's no sense of generosity about it. And that's when you maybe have been the victim of a crime or you've, somebody's perpetrated something against you or somebody stole something. I mean, my wife saw the other morning at 7 a.m., our, ne our next-door neighbor has some rose bushes, okay? You're going to think I'm this lady that's like always looking out the window. I'm not, but when I'm out there, I'm paying attention. I'll tell you that. So my wife sees out our window, the next-door neighbor has rose bushes. And there is some guy who drives up in his car, gets out, and he starts walking up the lawn and up towards their house and towards our house. And he snips two roses off the bush. This is what next door posts are all about. People want to post about people stealing the roses. And this happened to me in San Francisco when uh, the last, not the last, the second to last apartment I lived to lived in in San Francisco on a really great street, nice street. A woman lived in a in a home next door to the house. I had an apartment, and she, I saw her come over here and snip one of the roses off the bush. She lives in a five million dollar house. Back up, lady. Stop trimming them roses off of other people's bushes. That's wild behavior. Then again, if you go on next door, you get all the perspectives. You're like, well, maybe she had somebody sick and she was visiting and she didn't, she can't go to the store. And she just, I mean, there's all sorts of things. We could find compassion and understanding for these behaviors. I mean, who knows about the guy? He stole two roses. And he got back in his car. Tesla, by the way, he's driving a Tesla. He's out here t taking people's roses, cash in that Tesla for a cheaper car and go buy your own roses. If you can't afford a rose, get a better car. That's what I say. So you, you don't often, yeah, I don't often get to tap into these fun judgy sides of myself, but I, I feel it. I feel judgy about that behavior. Then it was uh, shocking to me. Shocking. Today I see those rose bushes have been trimmed down to nothing by a landscaper. So maybe they wanted to harvest the roses in time for Valentine's Day. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Tesla guy came back and he said, I gotta get those roses. Maybe the Tesla guy is coming for the weekly pickup at the other house and he saw those roses and said, I'm coming back early in the morning. See, I'm good at creating stories. And um, I've got a story for you that I'm gonna tell. And this episode is called In the Neighborhood. Part one, when you see an episode called In the Neighborhood Part Two, here's what it's going to be about. Here's what it's going to be about. At one of the houses where we lived, not this one, one of our cars parked outside on the street at all the places we've had that we've lived uh, together down here, we've parked had at least some of our cars because one of our cars parked on the street i say some of our cars at one point we had three cars so so we had a car in the street and um one day i noticed and it wasn't a car that we used a lot i was thinking about getting it ready to sell which eventually i did but i see on the windshield that there's a egg someone has thrown an egg on the windshield of the car now, immediately, immediately, I thought of kids. Why? Because any of the stories of egging of that my whole life has involved kids throwing eggs. Now, 
they're in a lot of the neighborhoods around here. There's kids on bikes going to school and in multiple places where we've lived, there's a good stream of kids on bikes going by. And I just thought, Oh, somebody, some kid must've thrown an egg at the car. Okay. And, uh, that was that. I didn't think much of it actually. You know, eventually I cleaned it up and that was gross, but you know, I mean, cleaning up eggs off of cars is not easy. I can tell you this. I definitely got egged in high school one time. My senior year, my car got completely egged. And I thought, gosh, I thought people liked me. <laughs> I thought people liked me. And... I thought I I I had some ideas maybe about who it could have been. And uh eventually I I was talking to this one guy and I asked him was this this other guy who did it or maybe I was talking about the egging and it was in the winter too by the way which if you egg in the winter you can seriously damage the car paint. I mean it can trust me I've learned a lot about egg on car paint. And it can be very damaging whether or not it freezes. But I will tell you this. I got egged in the winter with a bunch of eggs my senior year of high school. And I did find out who did it. And it was to my first boyfriend in high school who I dated my sophomore year he was a freshman and I was a jerk to him here's how I was a jerk went to a homecoming dance by that time I was feeling like I was kind of over it I didn't want to be involved with him and I had already stashed 40s in the woods with a couple friends of mine we wanted to go drink the 40s this is also a story of youth addiction probably but I thought I handled it well because I, I went to this nice guy who was friends with my sister, who was a year older than me, who was a great, great guy, Joel. And I asked Joel to drive this other kid home because I said, I, I, want, I don't want to hang out. We were supposed to go home and watch a movie together after the dance. I was like, no. Mm -mm. So anyway, I basically arranged a ride for this date and then his mom was upset. We'd known each other our whole lives. His mom was upset. Yeah, it was it was a rude thing to do. I did get him a safe ride home and then I went off with my friends. I didn't handle it well, and he was sad about it and upset, and his mom was upset and called my mom. Again, let's go back to how I got him a safe ride home. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing just because I'm nervous and uncomfortable. I, I don't want to hurt people. Anyway, it was that person. Who this other guy senior told me egged my car. And I thought, wow, that was two years later. I was really, I'm really sorry I hurt your feelings to him. And I did not handle it well. And, um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. So let's go back to egging. So I know a little bit about egging, cleaning up eggs. So the egg, so then the guy egged, okay, cleaned it up. Then two weeks after that, I get a notice. You're going to get towed. Well, in all the neighborhoods, you know, it's like you can leave your car for 72 hours if you have a parking pass in the area. But all those people around there know that's 
our car. And so why would I get a, why would I get a thing put on my car? It's going to get towed. You don't get that put on your car unless somebody calls. So I think somebody's, somebody, somebody's mad about this car being here. And that's when the wheels start turning. That's when you start thinking, you start looking around at your neighbors, you start getting paranoid, you start thinking, someone's after me, or someone's after my car. Stay tuned for In the Neighborhood, part two, coming soon. <laughs> teaser, little teaser. Uh, solving mysteries in the neighborhood. And, you know, speaking of consuming curiosity or generous curiosity, this weekend, see if you can um, demonstrate some generous curiosity. Asking the questions you think people want to be asked, not what you want to know. See if you can love people that way this weekend. And for yourself and all the times that you didn't do that, give yourself some understanding. All right, sending lots of love to you. More about the mystery in the neighborhood of the egging and the toe warning in part two of In the Neighborhood. All right, see you soon.